0: Hello, it's John Sturrock once again. When I started this series of podcasts, I had no idea where it might lead. Certainly, I didn't anticipate reaching the number 20, which is what this podcast actually represents. But it's been a great experience to produce these podcasts and to get these ideas out into the world, as it were. And they have proved to be a good resource for our training courses and indeed occasionally as preparation for a lawyer or a party who is taking part in a mediation. I've also been told that people have found them to be useful in everyday work situations, and indeed more generally. That's good to know. Anyway, for the last in this series at least, I'm turning to something for which I was largely responsible back in 2014, at the time of the Scottish independence referendum. A number of us were concerned about the quality of public discourse, and we wanted to identify and promote a different way of talking about difficult issues. Thus we conceived what we called the commitment to respectful dialogue. It found expression as part of a wider initiative called Collaborative Scotland. It's hard to believe, six years later, as we approach a US presidential election, at least when I'm recording this, the UK's departure from the European Union and Scottish Parliament elections with the prospect of a further independence referendum, that the state of civic dialogue has become as polarised as it now seems to be. So it feels timely to reinforce the commitment and its eight principles, a number of which we have covered in this series. The commitment has had several iterations, but here I am going to refer to the key points. The overall proposition is that it is a privilege to be able to engage in discussions about serious matters and that how we engage with each other may be just as important as any outcome. It's in the interests of a flourishing community, whatever that may be, that discussions are conducted with civility and dignity. Therefore those who subscribe to the commitment have undertaken to do their best, and to encourage others to do their best, to do a number of things. Firstly, to show respect and courtesy towards all those who are engaged in discussions, whatever views they hold. So this is a basic application of the idea that we need to build and maintain good relationships if we are to achieve meaningful progress, separating people from the problem. The commitment then goes on, next, to say we must acknowledge that there are many differing, deeply held and valid points of view. There are invariably two or more sides to a story, different perspectives, depending upon one's vantage point and experiences, knowledge, prejudices, biases and assumptions. We need to work with that reality. Next, we must use language carefully and avoid personal or other remarks which might cause unnecessary offence. So it takes discipline to choose our words with thought, so that we don't inflame or polarise the situation or cause others to become defensive or aggressive or both. But it can make a real difference. And next, and and very importantly, we must listen carefully to all points of view and seek fully to understand what concerns and motivates motivates those with differing views from our own. We can't overemphasise the importance of listening so that others feel heard and valued and to enable us to really get under the surface and find out what's really going on. Often that can be quite different from what you might think or imagine. Then moving on and very much connected to listening, we must ask questions for clarification when we may not understand what others are saying or proposing. This reminds us that really good questions help us to explore the underlying issues, concerns, hopes, fears, values, objectives and priorities of others. And doing so should also help us to do the following, express our own views clearly and honestly with transparency about our motives and our interests. This is not easy sometimes, but being trustworthy and specific about our own perspective and what concerns or drives us is critical, especially if we have first listened to and tried to understand others. And that leads us to needing to respond to questions asked of us with clarity and openness, and whenever we can, with credible information. So what we're looking to do is to back up what we're saying with good material, objective information, evidence, data, research, and what we might call legitimate criteria, all adding to our own credibility and authority. And finally, in all of this, The commitment asks us to look for common ground and shared interests at all times. We have so much more in common than ever separates us. Knowing this and demonstrating it to others feels essential. I believe that our future depends on it. And that's as good a point to finish as any. Thank you for listening. And remember, all 20 podcasts are on the core website, along with transcripts.